Brad Powers on front. Out in Vegas with us. Talking gambling. Basketball tournament time coming up. We've got, obviously, anytime football. Doesn't matter what season we're in. Always talking football. Any thoughts about the season coming up? That's fair game as well. Brad, what is your basketball plan now that we're in March? Yeah, I'm uh, starting on Monday. So I'm actively handicapping, releasing plays and whatnot. So uh, it's we're 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 into it. And so uh, went went full time this week. So you said this past Monday or this coming Monday? Uh, th- yeah, th- this Monday. Uh, th- this past Monday. Uh, so we we've already given out plays since the conference tournament has started for the smaller conferences. Is it because? It's smaller conferences. Is it less sharp? Are you finding it um, reasonably doable? Uh, well, I mean, it's been hit or miss. I mean, it's too small of a sample size to come to any conclusion. Uh, I, I would even say that in any particular season for the most part, just the sample sizes are too small. So, I mean, generally speaking, doing this for as long as I have, yeah, obviously smaller conferences are going to be more valuable than you know the, the SEC or – uh, or the ACC conference tournaments. I mean, just generally speaking, I mean, you're going to find more value in the Horizon League or the, you know, the whole Ohio Valley conference tournaments than some of the bigger ones. So, uh, you know, obviously, what's the philosophy behind it? Uh, you know, it's a little bit less. It's a little unique handicaps. I mean, you're handicapping the strength of benches with you know teams playing you know possibly three games in three days. Uh, and there's certain systems. Uh, that you play into as tournaments progress scoring goes down so you want to play more unders in the semifinals and championship games there's particular tournaments where uh historically there's been lower scoring like the missouri valley conference uh ever since conference usa started playing at dallas the dallas cowboys practice facility that's been an under type place so it's kind of unique handicaps like that my latest in game you, even though you're not a big in-game guy, you're the one that turned me on to this. Kind of weird, right? Kind of unusual. Conquest was the other night in Rupp Arena. I watched a Vandy game. Vandy in Kentucky, at Kentucky. Kentucky's been playing well, and so has Vanderbilt. And uh, I'm watching it. I think I could have gotten around plus 11 and a half Vanderbilt. Got in-game. And Vanderbilt even lost their seven-footer, who's a very good player, and they're saying this probably for the rest of the year. But they played well, and they had the lead. I took Vandy plus 10.5, and and they won it outright. Now, again, I'm probably barely, Brad, above 500, maybe slightly, and all these in-game things. I've probably done 20 of them the last three weeks. But I find that more fun. I know you're not looking for fun. You're looking for winning. But for me, (laughs) I find that fun. Well, I mean, it's fun because it's offered to you. You know, the FanDuel's and right. DraftKings of the world offer that. Uh, don't don't have a lot of that availability here uh, in Vegas. So, I mean, right. I have to go offshore. On, uh, I mean, it just depends uh, on that. But, I mean, speaking of Vanderbilt, I mean, obviously they're playing their best basketball, not only this season, but probably the entire Jerry Stackhouse's tenure. I mean, they've won seven of their last eight. Uh, so, they're an intriguing team. We'll see. they got a big one at home against Mississippi State. Not saying that they're in the tournament, but they're kind of a team that obviously, if you've been betting Vanderbilt the last month, you've been making a lot of money. Brad Powers, BradPowersSports.com. With us, basketball starting up. He's already given out plays on that, and obviously 
anytime you want to get into football. Why is it, Brad? Now you're you're in the historic king of gambling location, but why do they not supply or have availability? They do have apps because you've told us in the past. I mean, a lot of times you don't have to go to the casino, but why do they not give you the opportunity to bet in game and do all that stuff there where you're at? Well, I mean, there's there's in game, you know, there's books that offer in game. It's just few and far between. There's not, just not as much availability as a DraftKings or a FanDuel. Uh, why is DraftKings and FanDuel the two biggest sports books, in, you know, in, in the country? Why are they not in Nevada? I mean, there's probably a good old boys network here uh, that's you know kind of preventing that from happening. Again, that they're uh, the rules that are written in place here uh, by the Nevada State of Gambling Commission. Uh, don't necessarily, you know, the, you know, they don't want those big menus. I mean, it's just written into the rules that, that have been around for 30 years at this point. So a lot of the stuff that's available at DraftKings just wouldn't, even if they were here in state, just wouldn't be offered here just because of certain rules. I mean, don't ask me why that's the case there. Sure. But And then I also think, you know, DraftKings and FanDuel doesn't need to stay in Nevada. And there might even be, you know, uh, they would be taking advantage of books like that here. I can tell you that from, from guys. So, uh, and if you don't believe me, just look at the whole percentages. I mean, the whole percentage in this state is the lowest of any state just because it's a mature market. Uh, a lot of the pros are here, and they bet. They lose a lot less than, than, than your average Joe. I saw you tweet something about your home state, Ohio. They legalized, obviously, to get started in January. So we're a couple of months in, but apparently – it's been very successful, right? For the books, not for the better. But uh, I mean, yes. I, yeah, I think uh, I think people were surprised. I mean, I've been preaching it that Ohio would be a big, big time market, uh, and, and for them in the month of January, their very first month to do 1.1 billion uh, in handle, meaning the amount bet in that month. I mean, second only to New York. So they already beat New Jersey. They already beat the state of Nevada in their very first month. So, I mean, that just goes to show you that, I mean, Ohio's a monster when it comes to, to sports betting. And then until California, Texas, and, and, you know, Florida get their act together, probably Ohio's, Ohio, the state of, uh, of Ohio is number two to New York as far as uh, overall handle. I mean, that that's without the Buckeyes, too. I mean, the, the, Buckeye, the football team played on, on New Year's Eve. They didn't play in that month of January. So, uh, I just – you know that that was shocking, and then more shocking was, I mean, the the, the books won twenty percent. The the hold percentage for them was twenty percent. Average hold percentage here, which is you know generally what what the books take is, you know, to basically. Now I, I don't want to say profits because there's advertising and all that other stuff that goes into that, but you know what the books just went off of betting twenty percent in the state of Ohio. It's 5% here. So, you know, the, the bettors that bet into that market in the month of January lost four times as much on average than your guys here in this state. Now, my kindergarten-level math says that Ohio made $200-plus in one month. $200 million. And then I, you know, I tweeted this last summer. I mean – People should be held accountable. I mean, think about that. If your obligation is to your constituents and you've been sitting on that for four years and $200 million a month is what you could have made and you didn't do anything for four years, I mean, that just 
I, I said they should have been. They shouldn't have been the 34th or 35th state to, to offer legalization. They should have been one of the first. But uh, who, who am I? You know what would be interesting, Brad, and maybe you've seen this. I'd like to see the states that have legalized gambling, Tennessee, one of them, how they would rank when it comes to the handle and then the profit. That would be an interesting list to take. Year yeah, to I mean, Tennessee's in the top ten. I could get that if you give me 30 seconds. I could get that and pull that up. At least, uh, you know, I, I can get you the last month real easily, and then I'll have to see if there's some final, you know, 20. I'd rather have, you know, 2022 the entire year. But uh, Tennessee's certainly in the top ten. That is incredibly interesting. Josh in London, Ohio, earlier said that George is going to lose two games next year. Now, he was saying this in jest. He said they're going to lose once to McDonald's bags. That's Tennessee. And then number two, they're going to lose to Hookers, which is Auburn, Hugh Freeze. That's the humor he was losing, uh, using. So, Georgia Dog says, ask Brad if Josh is right. George is going to lose two regular season games next year. Yeah, he would be wrong, and I would, you know, obviously make a big bet, you know, against that because you I mean, George got yourself to, right. <laughs> yeah, I would book that myself, so that's how confident I would be there. I mean, I think George is going to have one of the highest season win total postings that we've ever seen. I mean, unless they have some, you know, big time injuries in spring and fall camp. Uh, what do I mean by that? Well, I mean George is going to be a significant favorite in, in every single game next year that they play in the regular season. Uh, I mean, their average point spread. Bill is going to be, you know, two, four touchdowns on average. I mean, I have it right now. My projections have their average point spread being 30 points per game. I mean, the only game where they're, you know, close to a single-digit favor is the Tennessee game on the road in November. I got that one projected right around 10 uh, as far as Georgia being a favorite by. So, I mean, I, I think their season win total gets, you know, you don't see this very often, if at all. But I actually think that the books will hang their season win total 11 and a half. You very, very rarely see that high of a number when it comes to a season win total. So, Georgia, overwhelming favorite heading into this year. And now they have lots of talent in that quarterback room, but we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. We think it's the incumbent's Carson Beck, but we don't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's unique in that regard. And I get it. You're trying to replace a guy that's going back-to-back national championships. But, I mean, I, I don't – you know, I, I can tell you right now, I don't expect to be downgrading the, the quarterback power rating too much from Georgia going from Stetson Bennett to no matter who's the starter. I mean, I, I actually think um, it's going to be a more experienced roster and maybe even a more talented roster than what they had even last year. So, I mean, I <laughs> – I mean, right now I'm looking at – you know, how much I downgraded Georgia. I mean, obviously I'm going to downgrade them slightly because it's tough, you know, coming off uh, an incredible high, one of the best performances we've seen, you know, a title game blowout. But I only downgraded Georgia like a point and a half. They're, they're, they're you know, considerably the number one team in the country in my power ratings right now. Brad, down to about a minute. There's speculation just about the SEC and other leagues when they go to no divisions. ACC's doing it this year. But three permanent – uh, permanent opponents it will probably be the model, the the six three model in the SEC, and there's speculation about who the three would be for each team. Tell you what, there's the music. I'll hold that, and then I'll have Brad comment on what I have to say about it when we continue. Brad Powers, BradPowersSports.com. He is. 
in the basketball mode now. Take note of that. Always in the football mode as well. I'm the Nashville Hotel. dream paying off your credit card remodeling your kitchen exploring the rainforest of costa rica whatever your dreams they take some planning and state farm agent austin hardy is right here in the middle tennessee community to lend a hand as your local good neighbor he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream so whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world call state farm agent austin hardy here in the middle tennessee community like a good neighbor state farm is there howdy folks I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. A strong, safe community starts with the concerns and involvement of its people. This important message was brought to you by Woods Equipment Company, located at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville. Give Woods Equipment Company a call at 615-256-5639. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You can win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet... You could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The Grizzlies are a fun team. They're a really good team. They're playing extremely well. The Grizzlies have a reputation of getting under a lot of people's skin because they are a cocky, mouthy team. They're good. They back it up. But somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to be the heel of the NBA, and probably right. they're the heel right, right. now. And I think, I think they enjoy that role. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Call 615-844-5600. Get in on the Bill King Show. 
Just speculation. Nothing concrete. But I saw Nick Saban in an SI column, a Ross Dellinger column. Speculation is maybe Alabama's three permanent opponents are LSU, Auburn, and Tennessee. Obviously, you've got a long history of Auburn, Alabama, one of the best rivalries in sports. Tennessee, Alabama is very historic. It might not be recently historic, even though Tennessee just won for the first time in a while. And LSU, which is not a historic thing, but has become a serious, somewhat modern rivalry. And Saban's saying he doesn't like it. I don't blame him. That could be rough right there. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of that that, that permanent rivalry, it's going to depend uh all speculation at this point, but I mean, I think there'll be some big time disparities there uh, between the teams uh, in the conferences. So, uh, I mean, I've heard rumors that at least starting off that Ohio State's, you know, three uh, permanent, not permanent. I think they're going to, you know, alternate some, but I mean, they're going to start off with Penn State, Michigan, and USC, at least the four, the wow. first four or five years of the, of that contract. That, that was that from wow. what I perceive. <laughs> it is. So, and then you wonder why they can't just cancel the Washington series. That might be it. So uh, I would expect if that's the case for Alabama, then I don't expect uh, you know Alabama to to go on you know out of conference and playing like a Texas. I think that you go by the wayside there. But I'll also say this though, Bill, with the expansion of playoffs, I mean you could lose a couple games now. So I, it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna hurt them as much as what it could in the past. Again, you, you could lose two, three games and still make the playoffs now. That's a very valid point after this year they're going to 12. Now, let's also examine Alabama. First of all, the positive. Alabama here over the last 10-plus years has gone on a run that's probably the best run ever, okay, dating back to what Miami did between 83 and 01, what Florida State did in the decade of the 90s, what Bud Wilkinson did, what anybody's done, nobody's done it better than Nick Saban in Alabama. But if we're just taking a look at last year and then examining this year, Alabama has a bunch of areas, Brad, where they have to get better. And I was talking about this earlier. Just to randomly think of, number one, they've got to refine their physicality. That is not a physically tough, by Alabama standards, football team. They've got to recapture that. Number two, they have to be better at the skill positions. They've been down at those receiver positions. That's got to get better. They have to replace a big-time quarterback in Bryce Young with either a Ty Simpson or a Jalen Milrow. Their defensive front has no dudes. By their standards, there aren't any dudes up there. That's got to change. Their inside linebackers are maybe average. Other than Kool-Aid McKinstry, they don't cover people in the secondary. So, Brad, it sounds like I'm being harsh here, but by Alabama standards, they got a lot of things to fix here spring to this year coming up. 
That's amazing considering that uh, I think, you know, 247 does like the, the talent composite, like on the roster, they'll do that as we get closer to the season. I think Alabama will have one of the highest, if not the highest score ever on this year's roster. I know. So, I mean, for you to say, oh, I got a question, this position, position group, this position, this position, and I don't disagree with you. I mean, that just goes to show you that maybe the recruiting rankings are overvaluing Alabama players. Uh, you do see it a lot now. I mean, anytime Alabama offers a kid that they're getting upgraded, maybe that should be – and, look, Alabama deserves the benefit of the doubt, but, you know, there's a constant change there. So uh, maybe they're, the evaluation process isn't as good as what it was early saving tenure. Uh, another thing is, look, if you, if you don't believe, you know, the, the people that, the, the, you know, the, the – the, I'll say like uh, the, the the regular media as far as oh there's a bunch of chinks in Alabama's armor. How about believe the, the Vegas betting markets? Alabama's going to be favored in every game uh, at least right now heading into the season. But there's five or six games where they're going to be a single you know single like a seven to ten point favorite. You didn't see that too often. Uh, where half their schedule that they're they're sitting there as a single digit favorite, Bill. And it makes a lot of sense. You look at the last two years. Uh, you know, there's probably 10 games where Alabama has been coin flips. They've lost a lot of coin flips. They've won some, but uh, it makes some sense in that regard. I mean, they opened only an eight-point favorite against Texas week two. Keep in mind, they were a 20-point road favorite at Texas last year. They were an eight-point favorite against LSU at home. Uh, keep in mind, they were about a two-touchdown road favorite at LSU last year. Um, they opened – this is a game that I bet already. I did bet Alabama minus seven against Tennessee, uh, but, but again, that – Alabama last year was laying, even with Bryce Young's injury, was laying more than that on the road to Tennessee. So the the, the Vegas market's kind of telling you that uh, there's some chinks in this Alabama ar- armor, even though they're, they're the most talented roster in the country. When I just laid out areas where Alabama has to get better, I probably covered this when I mentioned physicality. But specifically, Brad, I never mentioned their offensive line. That's not good enough yep. either. Agree. Uh, and look, I, I don't know what the development, there hasn't been that much development. They've had to go out and get a bunch of transfers. That started a few years ago. Uh, that shouldn't necessarily be the case. Again, Georgia didn't have to go use the transfer portal last year, uh, coming off a season where they lost so many guys to the draft. Um, I did, did, there is, there, there's something missing. Now, with that being said, if Alabama doesn't have wide receiver injuries, maybe they beat Georgia for the national championship and they, they won back to back in 2020 and 2021. So, and they were literally a play away from being in the in the playoff last year. I mean, they lost two coin flip games at the very end against Tennessee and LSU on the road. They win one of those games, uh, you know, they, they, were, they would have been in the playoffs. So I know it, when you talk about Alabama, you're comparing it to past Alabama. You're not really comparing it to the rest of the country. There's 128 programs that would love to have Alabama's problems. That's true, too. All of those are simultaneously true as we speak. Break them down. They're still capable of winning a national championship, too, on the flip side of that, right? I mean, how many – there's probably less than five teams any given year. Some years there's only two capable of winning a national championship, and they're one of them with all those issues that I just reeled off. They can also be answered. They've got the personnel and they've got the head coach to answer all of those. Brad, you're out west. Not a new thought here, but 
I don't hear anything good about the Pac-12. They're trying to get a media deal. They're getting low-balled. Most of the networks aren't even negotiating. ESPN is. Apple TV. Again, not new thoughts. But you read some of these articles, and some of these are quotes from former Pac-10 coaches, Pac-12 coaches, but it looks bleak. I don't know if that means implosion, but it doesn't look good for that league from a monetary point of view. Yeah, I, you know, obviously doesn't impact me too much as far as the gambling, but uh, as a college football fan, I mean, you know, I, when USC and UCLA, I mean, leave. I mean, USC being the flag bearer of football, uh, even though they had a down decade there, uh, coming off a down decade, and then UCLA basketball, I know, dating myself a little bit, but th- that's obviously the flag bearer for that sport. So to, to lose that and lose the L.A. market there, I mean, that was – I'm not saying, you you know, I definitely see it coming, but when you lost those two and kind of in a shock to go to the Big Ten, I mean, I would say that, you know, the writing was basically on the wall at that point. And we all know that at any point, if they choose, the Big Ten can call Washington and Oregon. Give them, Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Give Washington or Oregon. But, uh, yeah, Washington or Oregon. And, and give them unequal – distribution regardless they're coming it's over yep and, and then you're also not only the pac but i mean you're hearing you know revenue uh, concerns from the acc i mean maybe we're heading i mean again pure speculation but i mean if the sec and big 10 want to i mean we could basically be heading towards two everyone talks about four super conferences i think we're heading towards two super conferences sec big 10 just because the revenue uh, disparities. Are, I mean, are I mean, we're talking. We're not talking ten million. We're talking forty, fifty million per school, per year. You bring up a good point. I haven't really even thought of it. The SEC and the Big Ten. Big Ten hasn't announced their new commissioner yet, but they literally are sitting there right now, knowing they could pick up the phone. And SEC could say, okay, we're going to take Clemson and Florida State. Now, again, the buyout there is about a half billion dollars, half million dollars, or no, half billion. So I don't know how that gets rectified. But technically, the SEC could call and say, we're taking Clemson, Florida State. Big Ten could call and say, we're taking Oregon and Washington, and maybe implode two conferences. Agree. <laughs> Just with. <laughs> A and cell very phone. reasonable, too. Very, very hey, reasonable. Brad, on a cell phone walking through a mall, they could make that happen. Yep. They could. So, uh, it depends on what they're looking for. Uh, so, uh, they want to. If there's a want to, uh, well, you know, it can happen. Uh, be interesting to see how that shakes out. Well, I, I'll tell you, the positive, it'll be for schools like uh, – like a Mississippi State, uh, you know, Wisconsin, Iowa, just because, I mean, when you're getting, you know, compared to some of the other, you know, quote-unquote powers in the sport, when you're getting an extra $30, 40000000 million per year, uh, it certainly can make you, your programs better. Brad, a gambling question that has been, I wouldn't say gnawing at me, but it's just an observation and I want your rule of thumb on this one because you're going to have a million years more experience than I do. Watching 
in-game basketball now. And I'll watch, you know, a few games, and I'll be following the changes, and sometimes they take it down for a couple of minutes, then they put it back up. The numbers adjust. Brad, I've even had it, and I'm sure you've had it too, to where you're about to bet something and it changes, and it notes to you the change. Make sure you're good with this change because it's not what you thought you were betting. I've seen all that happen, and it's fun. But overs and unders in basketball now. I find interesting. Almost every time I'm looking at an over and under, let's say it's 130 points. And let's just say, Brad, it's the first half and the score is 30 to 25 with seven minutes to go. That's 55 points. And, again, the over and under for the game is, I'm just suggesting, 130. So if you do the math there, it looks like it's relatively low scoring. There's 55 points. It's got to get to 130. My hunch is always take the under. Brad, it seems like almost every time it hits the over. Now, again, I'm not talking about 155 points. Is there a number, Brad, a rule of thumb on the overs and unders somewhere in the 120s, 130s, to where you're always better off going with the over? I don't know that uh, specifically. Uh, I know, obviously, if you know what you're doing with the totals, they're very, very beatable, college basketball totals, especially in November, December. That's what I've noticed. Very now, I haven't been on the right end of it, but I've noticed yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> here's what I think you should be looking at. Uh, anytime you're in-game live betting, totals. You want to look at one stat, and that is the foul uh, stat. Are they, are, do they get to the bonus quick? Uh, if they get to the bonus quick, meaning seven fouls, ten fouls, double bonus, you want to obviously betting the over anytime that situation. I don't care if it's first half, second half. So, I mean, I, I would say that's the number one general rule of thumb is look at the fouls. If there's a lot of fouls over, uh, you don't see a lot of fouls, you're probably trending towards under. Obviously because you're scoring points with no time running. Exactly. And anytime there's a foul, you're going to the foul line. Uh, and, you, you know, and believe it or not, I know old tires, my dad's one of them, uh, you know, oh, they don't make their foul shots. They don't make their foul shots like they used to. Actually, you know, the free throw percentage the last two years is the best all time. So, statistically speaking, across college basketball, teams make their free throws better than ever before. So, if they're going to the line, uh, you know, I think it's 71.5% the last couple of years is the average free throw percentage. So, you're, putting, you're not taking time off the clock like you mentioned, and you're putting scores on the board. I know this because I've taken the unders, and almost every time it's a loser. And – I'm telling you, Brad, there's like a total of 50 points, 60 points with five minutes to go. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, now that's dumb math. I I'm understand that. I'm thinking, okay, well, at this rate, it's not going to – every time it's the over when it's in that 130-ish range. It, 130 now. I mean, just approximately. Now, maybe that's just my dumb luck. That could be, that could be the case too, but it seems to be the case. I can tell you scoring's a little bit up this year compared to last year, but, but nothing significant that's come across my desk like I should be automatically 
betting overs or unders. So I'll have to do some digging to see historically. You know, I'm guessing it's close to 50%. I mean, <laughs> folks, this is not 1988 anymore. I mean, there's nothing gets really, you know, pinned under the table for too long as far as when the total is between 125 and 131, you know, overs hit 57%. Uh, you're going to see nothing like that at this point. Brad Powers, I got one quick one. Trey says, I'm late to the party. Please ask Brad what he thinks the line would be if Georgia plays Alabama in the SEC championship game, which is going to be what the favorite is for those to match up. But what would be the spread if you had to lay it down today? Uh, Georgia, I would go Georgia at least three right now, probably in that three to three to six range uh, specifically. Uh, so, yeah, Alabama would be a rare time where they're an underdog. Brad Powers, one more segment with him. Hey, Brad, while we're heading to the break, tell everybody what they can do to get your info and if you want to inform them on the changes you made as well. Yeah, bradpowersports.com, dead top of the page. Click on the Bill King tab. You can sign up for basketball. That will be not only March Madness, but the NBA playoffs as well. So you're covered all the way through June. It's 99 bucks. Again, NCAA tournament, NIT tournaments, conference tournaments, you name it, they'll all be in there, and plus the NBA playoffs. Also, the new newsletter, and this is going to come out on Monday, so that's advantageous for you. You'll see all my bets. You'll see all the logs. You'll see all the power rings. You'll see all the computer projections. Just not going to do write-ups or NFL this year, so it's only 40 bucks. but you can check that out at bradpowersports.com. Click on the Bill King tab. Brad Powers with us. One more segment on this Friday, and Patton, we're about a minute, minute and a half late, so I'm assuming you're trying to unstick something. Okay. <laughs> We'll keep it here until he's able to do that. And if you do have anything you want to forward on to Brad, we'll get it to him in the next few minutes we have left. Friday edition. And, yes, next Friday we'll be at the Omni where just a block or two away you've got the SEC basketball tournament at Bridgestone Arena. We'll be there in conjunction with that next week. Omni National Hotel. Paradise is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts should never go unnoticed. This salute is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Pet Paradise. Tullahoma's finest for full-service boarding and grooming for 22 years. Located at 201 Sanderson Street in Tullahoma, Pet Paradise is a name you can count on. Give them a call today at 931-454-0999. Pet Paradise, where Gail and the crew are proudly saluting our troops, veterans, and first responders. Hey guys, it's Zach. Gear up for golf at Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville during their March golf sale. Swing in and stock up on their huge selection of new and gently used golf gear and equipment. During their month-long March golf sale, you save 10% on all gently used golf clubs. They have the trained staff to help you find the perfect set of golf clubs, a golf bag, golf balls, or a travel golf carry bag for the upcoming season. And they will also buy the golf gear you're no longer using. That's right, every day, all day, you can get cash on the spot for your 
your underused golf gear. They also buy baseball, lacrosse, football, soccer, disc golf, plate weight, hockey gear, and the treadmill that is transformed into a clothes hanger. If you have gear you no longer use or doesn't fit, trade it in for either cash or for store credit towards your next purchase. And you can trust me, not only am I a spokesperson, but I'm a customer. You can always find me in the golf section over at the Hendersonville store. Check out Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Tell them your friend Zach over here at Nashville Sports Radio sent you. Let's play it against sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I just saw a picture of Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon is one of those guys that lived hard, okay? I know. Look, I know. I understand. There's some rough, humble miles on that body. Yeah. Some on the field, some off the yeah. field. Jim McMahon, high mileage. Oh, there's a high, high mileage. High mileage in that and vehicle. It is not no. highway miles. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Biscuits, kitchen notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel does, and Bill King loves them all. The Brad agrees or not, disagrees. Jalen Carter, probably the top prospect in the draft, but the news about the drag racing. If true, and he was arrested, posted bond, if true, I said it doesn't matter. Now, again, two people lost their lives. That's not where I'm going. That's tragic and incredibly sad. But if the conversation is about the draft, and Brad, you know me, I'm not a Sunday guy at all, but I have been around this, and I live in a town where we have a team. NFL teams don't give a rip about that. That, that guy. He's drag racing, okay. Again, they said he didn't have any alcohol in his system or they didn't suspect any of that. The lady who died did, but but he didn't. I've said they don't care about that at all. I sat here and saw the Titans take Pac-Man Jones, who had a horrible background and then continued it when he got here. And I saw Jeffrey Simmons on top of a lady punching her repeatedly in the face, could have killed her. They took him in the first round. I've said the Jalen Carter story, regardless of what is true, 
won't affect him as far as his draft status. Am I right or wrong? Uh, we've already seen it in the markets. Uh, now, it's not a very liquid market as far as the NFL draft goes, but, I mean, Jalen Carter was the favorite, you know, to be the first defensive player. Obviously, the you know, team's going to take quarterback first, no matter, you know, if it's Bryce Young or somebody else. But uh, as far as defensive players, I mean, Jalen Carter was right there with Will Anderson, easily one of the favorites, and now that's not the case. I mean, right now, Will Anderson's favored to go. Uh, before him, um, he, even you know Tyree Wilson's favored now to, to go ahead of Jalen Carter. So he's went from being kind of like the co-favorite, if not the favorite, to being the first defensive player to now the third defensive player. So um, at least as of right now, it has impacted his odds. Does he still get drafted in the first round? Yes. Does he still probably get drafted in the top first 15 picks? Probably. But the, the chances of him being top five, top ten did take a hit. Jim and Jupiter, ask Brad how he determines the line and what it's supposed to be, neutral site games, but in the state of one of the teams. He says, example, Florida State playing LSU in Orlando and last year playing the game in New Orleans. Really good question. Uh, so, generally speaking, home field advantage is down compared to what it was 15, 20 years ago. So, I mean, it used to be worth more than three in college football. I mean, like three and a half points 20 years ago. Now it's like closer to two, so it's almost been cut in half. I'm still awarding, uh, you know, in these types of situations, it's always a case-by-case basis. I look at ticket sales. Now, uh, I look at familiarity with the venue, like how often have they played there. Uh, you know, last year, I mean, Florida State, I mean, even though I gave like LSU like a half a point a point last year, uh, playing close to home. I expected them to have a significant crowd edge. And, man, if you re- I rewatched the game, I mean, Florida State had a lot of fans there. So, I mean, it was almost like a 50-50 crowd. Uh, I'll have to follow that a little bit closer here. But I, I have given Florida State at least a half point. Um, I, and more, not necessarily because of the fans, but they just got done playing their, their last game was in this very stadium in Orlando against Oklahoma, so there's some familiarity there. And Florida State's, you know, number one in returning production, so almost everybody that played in the game is back. So uh, about a half point, maybe a point at most in these neutral uh, situations. Brad Powers with us. Brad, we'll let you out the door one more time. Tell them how they can get your info. BradPowerSports.com, Bill King, tab, top of the page. Newsletter uh, for the upcoming season is 40 bucks. If you want plays right now, March Madness and the NBA playoffs combined, 99 bucks. BradPowerSports.com. Outstanding stuff. Appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks, Bill.